There we go. Hey. All right. All right. Excellent. We're on. Okay. So this is episode eight of season one of The Garden Awaits. I have on the line with me, Idan. How are you doing today, Idan? I am doing um, pretty well. How are you? You know what? I'm doing well. I'm a little, little bit a uh, little bit tired today. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what's going on. Feeling a little low energy, but other than that, you know, I feel blessed. Things are things are good. Got good. plenty of things to be uh, grateful about. Um, you know, I had uh, I had spoken with Idan about coming on to the podcast because uh, he said that he had recently been on a silent meditation retreat. Idan, do you want to talk to that a little bit and share some of your experiences and takeaways that you got from that yeah um there's there's a lot um so uh let me know when you when you want to interrupt and and ask me questions otherwise um i I could probably talk about this for a full podcast without any interruption absolutely absolutely and and i want to give you the opportunity to do so one thing that i that i like to do is i like to keep it to around 10 minutes um, if it's, if it's something that's just going and, and, and we're going smooth, then I try to give it up to 15 minutes. Okay. Um, but, uh, but, you know, apart from that, I will definitely chime in and ask you questions about your experience, you know, as you go along and, uh, you know, for, I might jump in to get some clarification for myself or for the audience. Sure. Sure. So, um, it's, um, so I have been, uh, uh, involved in meditating in a with a um, sangha that's part of a wider school called the Kwanum School of Zen. What's a, um, what's the sangha so, uh, for the audience? Kwanum, um, and this is the LA. Uh, no, but what what is it? What's a sangha? It's like a, a group. Oh, what is a sangha in general? Yeah, a meditation that's, group. Yeah, got it. Okay, that's for people who aren't familiar. Yeah, and um, uh, uh, I've been involved with them for about I don't know maybe 13, 14 years or so. Wow. Um, yeah. And I, um, three years ago, uh, I went to my first, uh, retreat and that was uh, a month long. They hold uh, a month long retreat in the summer and a three month long retreat in the winter. Um, I did the the one month, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, maybe three years ago. And, uh, this time I did a two week, uh, retreat. So what does that even mean? So, um, it's about, I, th- I think I calculated about 14 hours of either walking, sitting, or chanting uh, a day. Wow. So, uh, the wake up is at 4.30, the, and, and everything kind of ends at around 9.40 uh, p.m. And you have um, about, um, about three hours break throughout the day. Wow. So, so this may be a little bit of a stretch, but... I mean, w- would you say that that this is close to the experience of what a uh, a monk would would have? Um, you know, it depends on on the monk, um, and it depends on on where they are in their um, where they are in their practice. But for for any kind of like a sustained retreat, yeah, I think it would be the it's the same. We had a monk practicing with us as well, um, who uh, is also coincidentally from LA. Oh, okay. Is he able uh, to levitate? <laughs> oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see him, but he was sitting on the other side of the Dharma room. So for all I know, he was flying the whole time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so um, it's a silent retreat. Um, meet. Uh, uh, the only time that you really talk is uh, 
when you're meeting with a teacher for something uh, called koan interviews or kongan interviews or dokusan, there's a couple different names for it, but it's 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 a common um, practice uh, in in Zen in the Zen tradition. Okay, where... so this is a, this is a Zen Buddhist uh, retreat, uh, and and you remind me the name that you used um, earlier when I was asking you to uh, clarify what sangha is. What was yeah. the name of the retreat center again? So the name of the school is the Quantum School, and it's a Korean school of Zen. Um, and the founding uh, Zen master was uh, a man named Zen Master Sung San, um, who came from Korea. And Excellent. he died in 2002. Uh, wow. 2002 okay. or so 2004. Who took, over, who took over his practice um, what, once once he was gone, or did someone take over the practice? He gave so so in so in Zen, um, uh, you give transmission. Uh, uh, you might know this, but for your listeners, um, uh, a Zen master will give transmission. Um, that means that other people are sort of. I'm going to use the word certified. It's not really the right word, but are certified to teach. Attuned. And to, I, I I would say attuned. Like I'm Reiki attuned, for example. Level sure, that that works. Um, so 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 it, there's a process to get transmission, uh, um, you, and to become a Zen master. But he gave transmission to quite a few people. Um, the head of the school right now is a a woman named Bobby Rhodes. Um, but there's uh, about I don't know I, off the top of my head, I would have to say like maybe ten or so other Zen masters in the school that have received transmission. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. So, so he really, he was a very prolific teacher. He was a very energetic, very prolific teacher. Um, so, um, so that, that's sort of a little bit of the background, everything on the retreat. Um, the silence is actually not hard at all. Um, especially cause you are talking to a teacher. I, I don't know, maybe it's just me cause I'm blabbing on in my head most of the day anyway you know i didn't find the silence to be uh difficult um it's more um the back stress and the body stress and oh, okay. and the tiredness yeah the tiredness kind of faded actually after i sort of acclimated to the schedule but um i had a lot of shoulder pain the last retreat i had a lot of knee pain um this one actually wasn't too 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 bad can i ask um during when, when you're not at the retreat do you do you have um, do you have pains like that in general? Um, if I sit for more than like an hour and a half, um, my back will start to tense up a little bit. Um, but I only got the shoulder pain when I was sitting in a specific chair. I just didn't know it until I had switched chairs. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, that must have been a relief. Um, the shoulder pain, yeah, because to, it was to, uh, definitely distracting chairs. me. <laughs> the switch chairs, yeah, that must have been a relief. Maybe you know that 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 sounds like you know going from the having that pain to switching to a different chair where it's less painful. That sounds like a uh, a pretty positive experience, even if that was the only one. But <laughs> I know that there were many, many more. So let's fast forward and uh, let's let's get to some of the some of the meat some of the some of the gold that you got from this experience yeah yeah so this is how i've been describing it um as as um to to some friends it, it's sort of it was sort of like every day had two or like between two and four episodes um and and um just like a show has episodes and like it, it, the themes were always sort of podcast. similar huh like a podcast 
maybe like a podcast too. Yeah. Um, right. uh, the themes were sort of similar, also like a podcast, uh, where it was sort of release and surrender, and then maybe a little bit of frustration, and then again, surrender and frustration. But on top of that, there was also, you know, when you are sort of shedding your stress and shedding your thinking, um, there's a lot of sort of other activity that happens uh, inside you. So, for example, are, are um, you talking about like a somatic experience or a uh, uh, a psycho spiritual? Like, what, what if you had to describe it? You know, uh, how, how would you how do, how would you categorize it? So, I would I would probably at this point say that the distinction between uh, psychological, spiritual, and somatic is is not so. Um, is not so delineated. It's not really defined. And that while you're, you are, you're calming your body and simultaneously calming your mind. And when your mind is calm, you're having other types of experiences that you might call spiritual. Interesting. Okay. So, um, so, so some, so, so like one of the interesting things that happened was, um, what, uh, like when, when, when your thinking really starts to either, either slow down or when it stops to sort of control you and when it stops having an impact on your attention so that you can still sustain your attention even while your thinking is going on, which I think is a much stronger form of meditation than sort of mental discipline, which can be kind of more rigid and harsh. Um, what, what I was, what I was very surprised to see, and this is not like, not like I haven't had this experience before, but your heart really opens up. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I want to, I want to do a time check real quick. We're at 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to, I'd like to extend this out to 15. So yeah. why, don't, why don't we continue with the, with the heart opening? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to gain an understanding of the experience itself. And I, I feel like you're doing a beautiful job of, uh, of, of using language to try to express this. Uh, I, I mean, I can only imagine that the experience itself is, is, in, is in magnitudes um, more uh, um, meaningful um, for, for the person who has it, for you in this case. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 it's, it was sort of like a, a softness. And a, and a tenderness, and it sort of was non-specific. So it kind of felt like it flowed out to the people around me that were sitting. It flowed out to my teachers. It flowed out to my family, and it flowed out to me too. And um, it was it was it was healing. Uh, there's no other way to really put it. Um, it was it was healing. Um, there there was a, and and that particular theme kept coming back over and over in the retreat um when you say healing are we, are we talking about like physical ailments are we talking about psychological emotional i mean again you said that the you were talking about delineation yeah I, yeah I mean, how can you so so that you know people who haven't had that sort of experience before might uh might try to understand you know um is is there some other language you can use that might help them yeah um Sort of, it sort of felt uh, now, now it, it, it's, it's going to be hard to put all this into words, but you know, um, I, um, one, one particular experience I remember, um, feeling like the old me 
had resurfaced. And what I mean by that is before all of the sort of bullshit that we accumulate um, uh, throughout our life um, that I would, that I would sort of call like, you know, image and trying to be successful and, and optics and, and um, what, what, what restaurants we eat at and what clothes we wear. And basically the sort of the, the, like the sort of, you can call it maybe like an ego construct that we develop over our life that just fell apart. And, and when that fell apart, the original authentic, what felt like the original authentic me who was a lot simpler and a lot, and just sort of kind and, and I want to say wonderful and, and, and knowing that, 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 that person and that, that sort of version of myself is so wonderful that is what was healing because it's really wow. easy. It's really easy to forget how wonderful you are. And I think that we are constantly forgetting and we are constantly falling into these traps of judgment where we are thinking of ourselves and evaluating ourselves and, 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 and our sense of who we are is not so stable always. And our sense of our, our worth and our value is not stable. And to get this sort of like, dose or injection of of self-worth is is an incredibly sort of like making whole experience and and wow. I, i'm gonna say and like every other experience it fades you know so it's it's up to sort of it's up to us to kind of keep it going and, and keep working at it but um but it, it was you know sort of kind of life-changing i guess you can say Beautiful. I, I, I mean, I, when, I, when I'm hearing what you're saying, especially using the word wonderful, it's so poetic and elegant. I appreciate the way you've put that. Um, how long would you say it took you? Um, and and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to say like all of your experience in the past, you know, let, let's just say over this, uh, this particular experience, how long did it take you to get to that point where you had that realization? Um, honestly, this was kind of surprising to me, but on the second day, it started to, really... okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. well, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're a practice meditator for, for quite some time. I think you right. mentioned at least 14 years, right? So, um, I, I would say that, um, I'm, I'm going to take a leap and give, give the audience some hope and say, if they choose to do a meditation retreat at some point and they get to day two, you know, and, and they have this life-changing experience you know, not to be surprised and to be grateful for it. And, uh, and, and, and I want to thank you, Izan, for coming on. And if you had any other um, last, uh, last minute things you wanted to share with the audience for this episode of the Garden Awaits. Um, yeah. I, so, th so there was one other really big experience that um, I didn't have ch a chance to get to, but um, w what I will say is that um in, 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 in spiritual, in a lot of spiritual practice and, and in Zen too, we talk about self-realization um, and, and what does that even mean? And in, and in my school, we ask the questions, what is this or what am I? And um, I once asked my head Zen master, Bobby Rhodes, I asked her, you know, if what, what's the difference? And she said, it's the same thing. And, and that question or, or that answer that she gave me 
led to some pondering on one night um, that was very deep and um, led me to uh, a conclusion that the the person you think you are or the thing you think you are is a lot more fundamental and a lot more interesting than the ego version of who you are. And I will, wow. and I will leave people with, with that. That is, epic. that is epic. I think everyone should meditate on that to the best of their ability, or at least, you know, maybe, maybe we can, maybe we can uh, do a little Shakti pot, you know, like uh, uh, in, in energy um, uh, spell and send it out on everyone and say, think about this. And, uh, and, and, and come back and comment. You can send your emails to the, the garden awaits at gmail.com. And if we get some comments um, about, uh, about this particular subject and this last um, statement for me, Don, uh, and challenge, um, then we can potentially have a follow-up just about that topic. So Wonderful. I want to thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. Thanks and, for having uh, me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll see you around next time. All right. Bye-bye. Okay.